welcome back. And again, thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon. We are waiting for our guest uh, right now. So we have Andrew uh, from Hara, and we're waiting, if, my, if I understand correctly, um, uh, for Chris Rice, correct? He's signing on right now. He's signing on right now. Perfect. That's the beauty of being live, guys. That is a live event, and uh, we have people from everywhere in the world watching us. It is about uh, almost two o'clock here in California, uh, almost five o'clock for you guys in uh, North Carolina, correct? Right. Thank, thank you for being with us. Uh, we have uh, you know, a lot more sessions going, uh, during the day. We have Jeff Hammond back with us. We had Jeff this morning. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? Good evening, I should say. Pretty much now, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I'd like to welcome <clears throat> Andrew as well as, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark to the uh, to the event. And uh, yeah, this morning was a lot of fun, and uh, can't wait to get to get a chance to kind of pick you guys' brain because uh, being back on the box this year, I, I've learned a lot about what I didn't know, and I want to get caught up from y'all's perspective because. I think your dad and I go back to the very beginning about a time we were all still middle of the uh, so, 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 Jeff, how, how old are you? How, how long have you been in a garage? <laughs> Let's put it this way. I've been in there long enough to where probably your son uh, could be, be three of them, if that's put it that yeah, way. I've been, I've been I, well, I would, my, my first time in a garage was 91. Well, I've been, there, got me I've been there since 1972. Yeah, yeah. Back, back yeah. in the day when we were still running the old Borg Warners and Muncie transmissions, if that tells you anything. <laughs> the pretext days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting a chance to kind of talk old, but at the same time, tell me what's new for like you know, in your in your company and what uh, we can expect coming up this year and in the future as far as uh, – transmissions and gears and all that good stuff so we'll yeah, have we have a lot of things we got a lot of exciting things coming on board well good uh, and, and drew there is uh, while we're waiting for chris to join there is a little bit of uh, uh background sound uh, like an echo on your side so do you have a phone on or something or two computer yeah. case uh, uh the phone uh it's still echoing right now okay is that better yeah it, it is better it is better okay so, uh, so we'll um, we have you know, a little. You know, we're going to wait maybe one more minute because we like to start on time, and there are people joining us. Uh, again, we had when we started this morning, we had ten countries represented from around the world. So it's pretty amazing. Now, obviously, I think like in Europe and and the people in the Middle East might be in bed right now, as possible. But you know, in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, we have people uh, watching us too. It's the early morning tomorrow, and so we're very thankful to have you being part of this. This is really a, a big deal, and I know Judy, who is watching us right now, is is a big fan of of, of you guys. And uh, Judy is the co-founder of Power Trade. And also, you know, I'd like to thank Paul Fanner uh, because, you know, Paul was the perfect partner, uh, as we mentioned this morning, when we launched Online Race Industry Week and the combination of ePortrait and Racer made this possible. So, uh, so we decided uh, it is two o'clock here. So, Jeff, we're going to hand it over to you uh, to take over and then we'll work here with 
production team to try to get uh, uh, Chris, uh, uh, you know, uh, to you very quickly. Thank yeah, you. We, Chris should be. Uh... He should be uh, joining us soon. He'll. Uh, I just talked to him on the phone. He's at. Oh, old I just. I, I saw him popping up. So let okay, me. Okay. Cool. Uh, I just saw. He's right there. I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So Jeff, on to you. What's All right. Well, thanks a lot, Francis. And uh, it's good to be back. Uh, being a part of this afternoon session. And holy smoke! Is it Halloween already? <laughs> hey, Chris That's right. right. Us. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm real excited to have you on the, the show today because uh, a lot like uh, Mark, we kind of go back to the to the good old days. But this online, you know, racing industry week, I think has gotten off to a pretty darn good deal. And uh, I'm really you know interested to see how this technology will bring us all closer together, even when we're not supposed to be together. You know, haha, a little joke there on the pandemic, <laughs> but. Uh, to be able to still keep up with the technology and keep up with what's going on in the world of NASCAR today. And, and folks, I, like I say, I'm excited to be a part of this because I mean, that's been my life for, for every day. Uh, again, Mark and I were laughing about it, how long he's been around the garage area. And I go all the way back to like 1972. So I was laughing about a moment ago, back in the Borg Warner days, as well as the Muncie transmission days is what we were using. And a lot of times those transmissions were coming out of junkyards and for somebody wrecked or wrecked it, we were able to, to score a, score a piece, but let's, let's Mark, let's talk about it. You know, the fact that Harrah enterprise is now father and son duo of one of the most, I guess you might say, steady in steady programs that's been around. I mean, you guys, you've been involved, you know, since the late nineties and yet you keep progressing uh, each and every year and, and find a way to stay in. So what's, what's going on with your company? Well, so let's, before we go forward, let's go backwards a little bit, the inception of uh, the transmission, how it came about. So, cause this is a time of, of uh, in NASCAR that one of the reasons why that um, we come into the sport with the transmission in 06, I, we had sold I'd owned Jasper Motorsports along with uh, my partner, Doug Bobble from 96 through 2003. And we were a pretty successful little single car team. We had our own little agenda, but we finished in the top 20 in points last two years uh, of the sport. So we we're pretty happy with that. And we moved on. Roger came to us and said he had, we were in um, partnership with Roger Penske in the engine business and it's actually called the Penske Jasper engine. So we did transmissions, I mean, engines for our team, for Penske, for Rogers teams. And then when we sold the business in 03, because I was a general manager and the working partner of our race team, I thought I was done with NASCAR. I thought, you know, I've been in this for a while. Uh, my kids are getting older. Andrews needs uh, either a police escort or me beside him uh, as he was growing up. So so about 05 came and, and I started hearing about the new CO2 the new COT car coming, how I was going to need a new transmission. So I thought, well, you know, I want to get jumped back into this, but not in a racing uh, style management, but from a part standpoint, because I was, I remember writing all those checks at part vendors. So I thought, well, I want to be on that end for a while. So we sat down and I had an opportunity to go in and buy Rankin Industries. So we came in as a partner with Jasper and bought Rankin Industries. And then from there, we developed a transmission that's setting uh, in most people, uh, 
most of our customers' car now. We, it, it has evolved, but it has and it hasn't. We've, we've tuned on it quite a bit, but there's a lot of things in there. There are some transmissions that Joe Gibbs Racing is running now that are some of the original transmissions we sold to them in 2007. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, we evolved it for certain reasons, but not because there was anything that was better. It was designed very well to begin with. And then when 2018 came around and I had a, I had one of the largest Jasper distributorships uh, in the nation at the time, and they wanted to bring everything in board because I was, I was the only probably owned distributor left. So I sold it back to Jasper. And in return, I bought the rest of the transmission business. And so in 2018, Andrew was coming up. He's, he had already been on board. He graduated University of Georgia and, and was pretty excited about getting into sport because he's around it all his life uh, when I had the team. And so that's when we, um, that's when Inter Hera Enterprise started in 2018 as a whole entity with the transmission itself. And since then, Andrew, in the last three or four years before that, has been developing a rental program, which, which we're very proud about. And I was more concentrated on the design end, um, concentrating on our teams, like our, our Furniture Row was a team of ours that they won their championship with our transmission. Joe Gibbs Racing's won many championships with our transmission. Stuart Haas Racing uh, came on board three or four years ago, so we service all their stuff. You know, we're, we're very low in... I mean, a low-key company. We don't like to advertise a lot, but we're in the winter circle quite a bit. I think this year, and I don't keep track of the stats, but we've got to be very close to 200 because I know we were at 176 in the last year, and I believe we might have won that many to hit 200 this year. I'm not real sure, but 200 wins in 14 years is probably almost half of the uh, wins in the in Cup alone. So we pretty much have um, – more wins than the rest of our competition put together. And there's a very, uh, uh, some formidable competitors out there, believe me. We have, uh, we got 18 in the next Five of those came from Mr. Chris Rice's uh, shop, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, we had 22 in my cup series this year in 2020. Yeah. So, so, so Chris is one of my uh, mentors and he's probably younger than me, but Chris reminds me of one of my first crew chiefs, uh, Buddy Parrott. I don't know if that's a good or a bad, Chris, but you're such a good leader. I mean, to listen to you on the radio on Saturday, uh, since you're a, a spotter and your, leader, your leadership and the way you uh, present yourself to the driver, especially when he's down or you guys got a problem, has got to have won several races this year. I just had to brag on it a little bit. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you. Well, the thing is now, you know, since uh, Mark is, you know, inter kind of introduced you into this thing big guy you know you are chris rice you are the first employee of Culloch racing and now you're the president of Culloch racing and you guys undoubtedly are very familiar with the hair product hair products as far as you know transmissions and everything and what they've meant to your sport because you guys have been pretty formidable with uh, some pretty good road racers here in recent years so uh, you want to tell us a little about how you got hooked back into yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'll tell you, they they live in Greensboro, North Carolina. They they were from Greensboro, North Carolina, which I had no idea. And um, I, I live close to there, but I, we are very loyal at College Racing, and these guys can can contest to that. And we had a different company, and, and some things had changed over there. And I just um, I uh, Andrew, I, I didn't know Andrew from actually the guy that I was. Uh, 
that I was so close to at another company had had just kind of went over and was was helping us. probably just helping Andrew and those guys out. And uh, I didn't know Andrew or Mark or anybody from like from Adam. And uh, these guys stepped on board late. Um, they were very competitive in, in all areas. Uh, and we have been going to the racetrack with those guys for three years now. Um, and knock on wood, we had one minor issue. Uh, it was at Phoenix. I'll never forget it. It was at Phoenix and we had a little bit of a oil drop uh, after practice uh, from a rear seal, like something just crazy, like nothing that really mattered. And those guys went to work, knock on wood, like I said, hadn't had any issues. And man, our coast down, and, and, and I know everybody who's probably on this understands coast down is always outstanding. If we have an issue, we normally find it at the shop. Andrew this year and we thought we had an issue with the gear and he was driving up here and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa stop like we're facetiming and having and um just that the service that those guys have from delivery to everything has been just great for college racing uh off the racetrack but on the racetrack i mean you know we we run our gears and our transmission is pretty hot very seldom do i get a call back on monday that we've, we've done anything crazy um we probably burn up some gears but i've never really got a call back uh Transmission-wise, you know, we have had the great A.J. Allmendinger in there, and I really mean that because he has been great. Uh, and we've had some guys that are awful with gear. Uh, but we've, we've, knock on wood, have finished the road races um, with uh, great drivers, even through the rain. Uh, these guys have been phenomenal. Um, they have other products that they've been pushing on me that, uh, I have, like I said, I am very loyal to things that I do. Uh, because it works, right, Jeff? You know, as a as a leader, as a guy that that runs a mm -hmm. uh, business, if it works, why do you why do you? I mean, until you start seeing something that just man, wow! And that these guys they they put it in my face, and I'm like, okay, it is better. All right, I'll try it. Let's try it. So uh, he was an easy sell. <laughs> he was not an easy sell. <laughs> no, not an easy sell. So yeah, in racing, hard headed maybe. Exactly. In, in, in racing, you, you have to go to the racetrack. You're racing against, in our situation, we had two full-time cars and a part-time car. So we're racing against everybody else. So we don't want those guys to have the best of the best, right? We want them to be behind us a little bit. But I, I got to say, I always push these guys. I had a couple of teams call me over the winter. Um, and, and immediately I called Andrew. Um, these guys have been just phenomenal. So uh, I appreciate that, Chris. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the compliment. Everybody brings has been great to our organization. And it's shooting wins. You know, um, I don't know if you can see this is a Charlotte Roval trophy uh, sitting behind me. Um, and, and we've won seven races to date. And every one of them came with their equipment in our car. Uh, so and it's been been phenomenal. And we're looking for many more with them. Well, thank you pretty much. Because if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and, Mark, I guess my question would be next. You know, we've had all of this um, salesman talk out of, out of Chris here. What do you got coming up this year that you've been you've been kind of touching on? Do you got anything you want to share with us? Because I know there's a lot of people out there. We You know, we've got about 140 people, you know, paying attention to what's going on here. So, yeah. you know, you, you've got an opportunity here. Unless, unless Chris is getting ready to sell it for you, you know, you, when do you need to get up there and kind of share with us? No, I'm just getting ready to tell him, don't give up. 
don't give all our secrets away too early. <laughs> That's the problem. We get better, but nobody wants to tell anybody that happens. That is, that is a problem sometimes when you come out with a new product and you give it to a couple guys yeah. and they don't want to tell anybody else. I, don't want to tell anyone else. I mean, not to get away from transmissions, and I'll get right back to it, but a, a product that I released uh, about two years ago was um, a, uh, a, a torque vectoring differential for the quick change for the local uh, short track guy. And one of the um, guys that are that operate in the Cup Series, uh, Tim Brown, is a big Bowman grade champion. He's won 10 there, I think, as many as – as anybody there. And so he, he had been proud of me for several years to build a product and I did. So I built this uh, torque vectoring differential. It's right behind us. And, and he started winning with it, but he would not tell anybody he had it in the race car. I said, Tim, you know, someday you have to tell that you have this in so I can sell some of these. He said, I am not doing that. He said, he said we are not telling anybody we have this thing in the car. It's that good. And, and so, so you, you come into those issues. Um, but as far as what's happening next year with the transmission, you know, the big transition from 2021 to 20 to 20 from 2020 to 2021 is next year road courses, lots of them. I mean, we're going from, I mean, back in the day when uh, you and I were at the track and, and, as a team, there were two. I mean, there's Sonoma and Watkins Glen. Now, next year, there's going to be seven. And something that we've been developing over the last 12 months and it's, been in it's been in Chris's car a couple of times it's not it's not that it's simple but the, on a road course the faster you can shift it I mean the faster you're going to go I mean when tenths and microseconds count uh, so we've been we've been working on the fork speed of the transmission something that a driver's not going to say wow because he's not going to be able to feel it but it's going to it's going to over a period of a lap probably put on at least a tenth just going from 40 milliseconds to 25 milliseconds on the shifter. And getting down to 25 milliseconds on the shifter is as fast as the electric shifters and the Indy cars are going right now. They're in, they're in the 28 to 29 range and we're actually faster than that. And we do it with um, uh, certain tricks in there in the valve body. We're, we're the only ones in this sport with a transmission to have that we can vary the speed of the fork on the transmission just with leverage. So that's an area that we're working on. Um, we feel like our transmission is very good on the road courses. It shows with the wins we have. We've several times in the last 10 years. Our very first win was with Juan Montoya back in the Ganassi days when he went and went his very first road course. That's the first time that transmission was on the racetrack. I tried to get, I mean, they had to talk me into putting it in the car. I'm pretty conservative guys. I said, no, I just don't have enough time. And Juan had tested it. He said, well, I want it in the car. I, you know, no matter what I want. So I can't even tell you it's going to, finished the race and he said well we feel good about it I said well I don't feel good about it and I designed it I said I need more time on that transmission and he went out there and won the race with it and uh he scared me to death I was feeling pretty good last 20 laps or so and then he come on he said you know I got a funny noise and a vibration I think it's coming out of transmission and my my heart jumped through the roof and said now the world is watching Juan Montoya in his first road course race and my transmission will be the cause the reason why he lost it so it wasn't a, the last 20 laps is pretty hair raising, uh, but just to give you a little story, but that's one of the things we're working with is the shifter and the, and the, and the fork speed. There's, there's not a lot we can do within the rules of NASCAR. And we probably have caused a few of those rules in the past, but, but so we, so we honor that we always have. So we always work within the rule book, but so we've come out with, um, 
reciprocating way, you know, trying to get trying to get things where the sliders slow down. We we try to machine the sliders to where and, and for people that really don't know how a crash box works, I've got a I've got a gear and a slider. So this is a slider that actually shifts from one from one gear to the other. When it does, it goes in here and locks into these dogs. So we are playing around to geometry on these dogs to be able to lock and unlock this thing a lot easier for the driver. But sometimes when he when he um, will blip the throttle on a downshift, and that's usually the hardest time you gotta unlock. You literally have to unlock these dogs and in between it going from here to here, the, the driver's gotta pull it back. The whole time it's sitting there turning eight, 9,000 RPM, he's got a time to do exactly that. Cause if he doesn't do it, if he hangs it up, and he, and he tries to pull it when it's engaged, he will, he, he will not be able to get it out or, or it'll be real sticky to him. So we're, we're fooling around with the geometry on that to be able to let the driver to have a bigger window of timing to pull it out of gear and, to go, and consequently also go into the next gear because it's the same thing. It's actually going to gear, it's a different RPM. So it's got to go in there and, and um, engage very quickly, but, but very effortlessly. So things as small as a little detail, the chamfer on top of the, on the top of the slider. I mean, thousands count when it comes to that. So those are, those, those are some of the details I think that separate our transmission from people who just want to build one and rent one out or sell one to a customer. We're, we're always trying to improve on our transmission. Now, you know, you mentioned uh, Mr. Brown, you know, doing your uh, rear end deal. I got a question for Andrew. Andrew, I know that you do some racing yourself in a modified. Do you do any R&D work for the company? and? Has that given you better feel in your own car because you're able to come back and relate to whatever changes that are being made, you know, being basically an in-house driver? Yeah. So, yeah, actually, when we – I'm a pretty rookie driver, I want to add. I, I, have, I have probably 10, 15 – I have about 15 modified races on now. Um, but, I, you know, at first probably six or seven races, I did not have my dad's new wave drag in it. Um, and he put it in, we went up to Bowman Gray and tested it. And it was the first time I was able to give the crew chief a little bit of feedback. So I was like, dad, and I came over the radio. I was like, dad, I can't believe it, but I can, I can actually feel myself be able to get back to the gas faster, um, with the new product, just because the, the way that this applies torque to both the wheels evenly, uh, I mean, you can just mash the gas so much harder coming off the corner. Um, and so much sooner. And like that, that was a big thing for me. I was like, dad, I was like, I can't believe it, but I actually think I definitely feel a difference in, in this race car now. And so that was exciting. I did a little R and D there for him. <laughs> so Chris, with uh, with your stable of drivers and particularly AJ Allmendinger, um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from them? Because, you know, AJ, he's driven a lot of different, uh, for a lot of different teams. So he's had an opportunity to not only drive and feel what Harris has got for him, but he's probably got – he's felt the competition. Uh, yeah, he has. And, and I will tell you, they, they get to play with that. And um, he'll tell them when it gets a little sticky or it's uh, – you know, when it doesn't shift from second to third that much. Um, but the key is when they hit it, um, when they hit what he's talking about. Now, I've never been a transmission man. I don't plan on being a transmission man. But when they hit that – uh, perfect scenario. He never complains. You know, we wheel hopped. Everybody wheel hopped a lot at the Daytona Roble. Mm -hmm. It was due to a bunch of different things. It was due to the the tire. 
It was due to our setups. It was due to a lot of things. And we ended up breaking a input shaft. And um, I think that was the first time my drivers came back and said, hey, this is where we can help if we do this to the transmission. These guys went to work. We showed up at the, I think, I want to say we showed up at the next Roble race and they, they shifted like, I mean, just beautiful. We shifted every single lap at uh, Phoenix in the 11 car. So even their oval transmissions are, are ready to shift. So they give them feedback that probably they understand and I don't, right? Like, so um, AJ's been great about that. Justin Haley's been amazing about that. I got to give him a ton of credit. Um, he knows his transmissions very well. Uh, so, so it's been, it has been a help to have AJ give the, the feedback, but it's, it's short and sweet and they go to work on it every time. So Mark, how many, uh, actual customers besides the Culloch racing, you know, operation do you have business with right now? Well, there's, so we have two types on our business. We have the transmission that the car, uh, uh the teams themselves own. And like Stuart Haas Racing, they own in their cup side, they own 56 transmissions of our transmissions. And we service them all right here. But their Xfinity side rents transmissions from us. So Andrew pretty much handles the rental side. So I think he's got seven, seven or eight customers, consistent customers. There'll be a lot of one-offs. People come want to rent our transmissions for road courses or maybe for a super speedway like Daytona because we – we run day, we win, we have won Daytona quite a bit. I think we did with, with uh, Chris uh, on, on, their, on their transmission. Um, we won, just so you're doing stats, we've won four of the last five speedway races together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and yeah. So, we, so we've got quite a few wins with, with several customers, but our main customers in Cup and not Xfinity would be Joe Gibbs Racing. They have about 110 transmissions. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing. We rented transmissions to Levine this year. Um, we had the Gaunt Brothers. Yeah, had to go fast, yeah, Same with uh, St. Clair. Yeah, so on the cup side, we have uh, about a third of the field, uh, 12, 12, 13 cars. And then on the Xfinity side, we don't have as many, but we have the, the top of the line guys, which is College Racing and Stuart Haas Racing. Um, so all in all, like full-time teams, we got about 15 or 16. Um, and a lot of those guys are right there at the top of the, uh, the standings every year. So pretty proud of the group that we, uh, we take care of right now. Okay, what about outside of NASCAR? Do you have anything that uh, we would be find interesting as far as short track programs, you know, guys who are racing certain places that maybe they need something a little different or they're getting ready to go to a road course for the first time, you know, that's out there that you're doing business for? Well, we, we do. We, we have um, tried to branch out uh, this year. We've always been really concentrated on NASCAR. We felt like this is a time to, to go out since we brought the whole um, company uh, under one roof and we have a brand new shop. In 2018, we bought a brand new shop down here in Cornelius. So we moved closer uh, to, the, to the sport down I'm gonna, here. I'm going to pan over here and show you all the shop while he's talking. Okay. So, so in 2018, when we started this shop, and we have, uh, we have our own dyno room here for our differentials and our transmissions. Uh, we have our own CNC shop that is not within this shop here. Um, and, and we're pretty proud of, 
this year alone, we ended up building close to 700 transmissions out of this shop and almost 600 uh, differentials. Because we do a lot, we don't do the differentials for, for many of the teams that, are, that, are, that own our transmission in the cup side, because they're big enough to do their own. But we do a lot of rentals to, um, to about all the Xfinity teams we service, we do the differentials for also. Um, when we were, when I was part of Jasper through 2018, up through 2015, we did, about, we did all of Penske's differentials at Jasper. And a lot of people don't know that, but we service them. And so I learned a lot being uh, involved in that program. So in 2014, I come out with my own oil pump and it's something that could be put on anybody's uh, vehicle. But, but this, is, this is a little bit different than your standard spur gear pump. This thing's pretty proud to announce that most of the wins this year in cup and all of Chris's wins and a lot of the other Xfinity wins of the 18 had this pump on it. Uh, there's a few teams in Cup that, that don't run this at win, but I would say the majority of them do. And I don't know exactly who all that is. I've sold about 600 of these pumps, but they're on all of my customers. And um, I know that Henrik Motorsports runs this pump. I had a tough sell with Gibbs because they had a very good pump that they made themselves. And um, when they tested this, they, they basically conceded that, well, it's better. It flowed better. It was better horsepower. And the difference between that, this and a regular pump is that uh, pump you get from a traditional uh, manufacturer like G-Force or, or Johnson is that they run a spur gear pump. And this is a gear rotor pump. So it, it actually has a gear internally uh, like this. And so very efficient gear. The weight, of the, the weight of the pump itself is almost a half a pound lighter than the, the next lightest competitor out there. But the biggest thing about these gear rotor pumps, they're not only good for horsepower, but you can lower the pressure down because that is horsepower. Um, so you can lower the pressure down without any capacity. Hey, just, just, real, just real quick, I don't want to interrupt you, Mark, but we're getting a few um, comments off of our, our viewers. And Don yeah. O'Neill wanted to let you know that was a great looking shop you got over there and uh, you ought to be very proud of it it's uh, really uh well done and it looks like it's brand new and you said you guys have been um in it there for a while but as far as my experience with a lot of shops you always look like you know they, they're they're a little dirtier but that looks almost like you know plentiful cleanliness cleanliness over there so you know great job and uh, uh thanks you gotta we be excited we can't leave on fridays if we can't see the reflection of the uh toolboxes on the floor okay <laughs> all right so you, uh, I'm laughing. That's like Chip, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean we have a great we have a great bunch of guys here. Between our builders, our similars, we have a total of about 125 years of experience in NASCAR alone, and every single one of them have been built, have built things for a championship team. So we're pretty proud about the guys we have work here, and their workstations reflect that. They're professionals. Um, you know, they have we we have guys like um, Jordan Kaiser and Mike Waters and Chris Nix. We call him Hoppy. We brought a couple of new kids on board because I, I have a couple other products and I don't even have one in front of me, but we bought, um, when Mid Valley went out of business three years ago, we bought their hub business. I always, when, when Bevan introduced that Quicksilver hub to the sport, 
I'm always interested in something that is that is different but better than what's out there. And we felt that it was. So when 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 Bevan said he was getting ready to retire, I said, Well, what about your hub business? I said, I like to buy, and I did. So we've been we've been real successful last two years with the Quicksilver Hub, although I didn't design it. We have we've improved it in, in little minor ways that but it is uh we're pretty proud about the hub. It's been a lot in the winter circle quite a bit this year too. And um, so we, we've got it. We have the um, oil pump at one time. And I actually designed a differential and it's in the rule book. If you look in the NASCAR rule book, you'll see that this differential is actually legal, but it's with the difference uh, in that compared to a, a, a normal spring would be, this is the waveform spring and, and Jeff, I'm sure, and, and Chris too, know that the, I call it the bed spring that sets on top in a traditional uh, yeah. different, a lot of people trouble it. Um, so I went out to, to design a differential with a waveform spring that actually puts even pressure all the way around the dogs to lock it up. But more importantly though, you can, you can change the pressure from 40 pounds all the way up to almost 200 without getting in coil bound. And you can't do that with the standard uh, uh, what I call the bed spring that's in most diffs. Other than that, a lot of it's pretty much the same thing other than the uh, revolution with the spring. But I never had time to, once my transmission took off, I never had time to uh, develop this differential. It's made it on the track a couple of times, but right now I think I'm gonna get, right now I think I'm gonna get back into doing that. Save the pieces, save the pieces. <laughs> don't put that, don't put that in my, tra my gear. <laughs> hey, Chris. When, when he's showing these products out there like he is right now, uh, anything, you know, just kind of jumps out at you and says, you know, we know the quality and the, where the research is coming from and the technology. And ha that, how much trust do you have to have to go race something like this when you don't get a chance to go to the track like you used to and, and, and go out there and try to tear it up? I mean, I know they got dynos, you know, transmission dynos, but I also wanted to touch on, something that you and me, all of us understand. We would have never thought about getting hubs and getting speed out of hubs. I mean, we just think about, make sure you pack them with, you know, with uh, at that time, Sunoco or Mobile One Red Grease and, you know, go race. And nowadays right. that's a, that's a big deal as far as the teams. And, you know, you talk about coast down, I mean, yeah. it all, it all begins there with the rolling resistance for the tires and wheels and goes right up through the entire drivetrain. Exactly. Yep. So, so, so the Quicksilver hub is pretty uh, unique in the fact that the bearing race, not the bearing itself, but the bearing race is built into the hub. And what's unique about that, I mean, what it allows us to do is to put a bigger bearing in there, which is less friction, it's stronger, and we can separate them further apart than your standard hub. So that, that is a real big deal, um, especially when you can get the tolerances down to a general end play in a hub is three thousands, three to four thousand. So we can get our tolerances down to one thousands on our hubs. And the front hubs, I mean, you understand how important geometry is on the front end, especially where the tires point at. When you can get a front hub that's down to one thousands end play in it and point it exactly where it needs to go without any other play, I mean, that's that's pretty big, and it and it counts. And that's the reason why a lot of guys are in the winter circle run that hub for that reason. We can spread the bearings out more, so it's stiffer. Um, it has it has a lot more compliance in, in the K and C rigs than anything else out in the market. And it's something that we haven't pushed that much out, outside of NASCAR, but it could be done. Right now, I'm I'm outfitting a vintage Trans Am car with a set of these hubs. 
that we've had to redo the spindles, the rear end and, and the card and all that to get it on, but he felt that important. We also sold him a brand new transmission and a brand new differential with this. But you talk about confidence and something you design. And I have to mention the people that really make this transmission work and that's Gleason Corporation. When I first designed this, corporate, uh, this, this transmission, I set out to get the best gear manufacturer that I could in the world to build the gears for this transmission. One of the reasons is because my partner was Jasper, the largest transmission rebuilder in the world. And they couldn't afford to have advertising on a transmission film that actually had their name on it. So we went out to get the best stuff that we could get to, to design this transmission. And one of the unfair advantages I had is that we were, Jasper allowed me to do unlimited research and development. To them, this is a marketing tool to them. So I could, I could sit down and get the best of everything with this transmission and make it, because that's what they wanted the best. Because they are the best in their own field. So when I went out and got Gleason, we did a lot of simulation work. And right now I'm currently in a huge simulation program with them on a non-racing adventure in the military. I, I, we're, we're actually electrifying a tactical warfare vehicle and we won the bid and, and we're now currently in the middle of production uh, with this, but we're taking a, a, a special forces vehicle and make it completely electric using the generator that's on, I mean, the engine's on board as generator right now. So we're going in there and designing this transmission and the differentials with simulation programs that Gleason, uh, they actually are proprietary to Gleason because they, they own the company that does the simulation. And, and Gleason is the world's, they, they invented the ring and pinion. And I know it sounds like a, a, a cliche, but they literally invented it in 1876 and they own a patent to it. It sits on the CEO's desk. They actually have the patent on the bevel ring and pinion back in 1876 before a car was invented. They are in the process of having to uh, do some really heavy duty milling on some gearing that they had. So they needed to turn their water mill in the river that was right beside their plant 90 degrees and they didn't know how to do it. So they literally invented the ring and pinion to turn it down to have a mill table inside the plant for the water wheel that runs outside of their plant. And it's still in existence today in Rochester, New York. But those guys are phenomenal with their gear. The thing is right now, Mark, I thought that Chris Rice came up with that. You were around, you were around back that time, weren't you? No. Just because I don't have just because I don't have no hair doesn't mean I was not around. You were talking about your first uh when you was in racing. A lot of people don't know this, but my first time to Daytona and doing the full bush circuit was 1989. I was not legal to go in the, the garage area, but yeah. I, so I know a lot about those. And, and you were talking about how do we put trust in a company? Right. So we were in inspection in 2020, uh, right at 47 times for college racing. Um, you know, I, we got a lot of beat down uh, in 2019 about being, illegal twice and stuff like that but we were in inspection 47 times i believe 46 of those times we pulled the rear end gear out uh and and, and you probably you you have to have a lot of trust in your company that you're renting from or you, you're in bed with to know that they've done everything legal because we don't take them and count them like i, I don't think it's nobody they rent to does that so they do follow the rule books um the the dad of the situation loves to push the rules 
uh, <laughs> and he likes to make different rules, but they do push the rules and they, you know, we, our transmission have to weigh a certain amount due to these guys. Um, so, you know, they weigh our transmission sometimes all of the road courses, they pull that stuff out and you got to have a lot of trust in, in a company that you get in bed with. And, uh, that's one thing I never worry about. Uh, I, I, I do remember the first time we had to pull it out. I thought to myself, Oh gosh, I hope this thing weighs enough. You know, and I think we had just won the dash for cash with AJ Almendinger at Homestead. They made us pull the transmission out and weigh it. And I'm like, huh, I don't even know what it's supposed to weigh. I hope they do. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to have a lot of trust in them. Now, along, 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 those lines, along those lines, a process that, that we also do is, you know, we have this uh, rental program and we have some guys that, um, you know, uh, and so, some of the teams in NASCAR are, are, are starting part teams um, who can't afford to run the whole race or whatnot. Um, and so sometimes if we, have, if we have a new product that we're, you know, we don't, we're scared about, we, we try to get it in a test car first. And then from there, we go on to getting it into one of our starting part teams to see how it goes for, you know, 20 or 30 laps. And then we just kind of escalate it slowly until we, we gain enough confidence to push it across the entire board. So that's one of the processes we do here. We do, when we come up with an innovation, um, we do have a, you know, kind of a economies of scale, like type of a hierarchy uh, to, to make it to a point where we'd be okay putting this in Chris Rice's championship car in Phoenix. You know, some. Andrew, let me ask you a question because you, 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 your dad talks about what you're in, in, you know, it's kind of like your responsibility. When did you know you wanted to be a part of this? I mean, I think that's, you know, something because it's great to see a father and son team working together, but a lot of times, and I'm speaking very candidly, not, I'm not assuming anything here, but you really seem like you're engaged, you know, and you're excited about what's going on with your company. And Mark, you know, what I'm, where I'm coming from with this, you got a passion. And sometimes as much as you want to passion, you know, hand your passion over. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always work that way, yeah. but it looks like it, it, it is working and it's gotta be fun to come to work knowing that together Y'all are not only building a better product today, but you're prepared to build better products into the future. And yeah. I mean, it was exciting to hear your dad talk about uh, working with the military and the electric deal and everything. It's just, it's just really, uh, I, don't, I think it's incredible. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so really inter energizing to see you guys together, but more importantly to hear how you talk and how your dad relates. Yeah, so I, I knew I wanted to be part of it from day one. Um, you know, I grew up going to the racetrack. I grew up seeing you. Uh, you know, I was, I was a little kid walking around uh, the garage, you know, in 1994 through 2003 or four. And I'll never forget the day my dad came and sat me down and said he was selling the race to him. I cried my eyes out. I, I don't think I talked to him for like three days. I just didn't understand it. I, I was like, what do you mean we're not going to be going to the racetrack all the time? And so I was, I mean, that was devastating. And then a few years later, when I'm in high school, he decides to get back into it. And I was very excited. So every single summer, I was just at the shop cleaning oil off the floors, like, like we were talking about in here. Um, I was cleaning oil off the floors and doing deliveries down to Joe Gibbs Racing and whatnot. Um, and then I went out to college and I came back and I, uh, you know, I had a couple of job offers in Atlanta and I was going to, you know, I was thinking about taking those All my friends were uh moving down that way and everything but i was just i've always been in love with racing so and 
been enamored by my dad and watching him uh, innovate and uh, start to win races and everything. So I was like, all right, dad, well, you know, what can I do? So that's when I came back and, and I was still kind of just like a delivery guy. Um, the first like year or so, I was like, dad, you know, I don't want to just be like a, you know, a delivery guy or a salesman. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I kind of wanted to, you know, up my game here and, and kind of try to expand the company. And so he gave me the idea of, uh, just building a couple transmissions and trying to lease them out. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about, you know, how that would work or I didn't know how to build a transmission or anything like that. So he taught me how to build a transmission. Uh, I went down to uh, Dave Blaney's shop, actually. Um, Dave Blaney was uh, one of our last drivers that he had over at Jasper uh, Motorsports. And I just got a little corner back there and I started building transmissions and going to the, uh, the low end teams like the Carl Long racing, like Carl Long was my first customer. I walked into his and he, he's the first guy that gave me a shot with a couple of his starting park uh, Xfinity uh, cars. And so it just slowly uh, mushroomed from there. And I just started knocking on as many doors. I would sneak in the back of shops. People would kick me out. Uh, I would, I would just try to get this decision maker no matter what. Um, and uh, and we got we got to a point where we got a good little business here today, and uh, we want to keep it going for a while. Chris, you weren't one of those guys that kicked him out, were you? Oh, yeah, I probably did. I I, I wouldn't. They both can tell you this. I mean, I I had no idea. Like if if it was just one guy that I trusted in that that, and now he's selling real estate, um, and I'm very proud of him for that. But I just Roger. my dad. And this guy, this guy always helped my dad and he built race cars. So I probably kicked Andrew out and, um, yeah, I, I probably did. Cause don't Andrew can vouch for this. Nobody comes in here to do the Andrew. No. Hey, 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 Andrew's getting kicked out to this day. I mean, he it, last week he got kicked out. I said, where are you at? You know, I'm not, I won't name the place. He goes, but I snuck in the back door. That's well, you know, they probably weren't concerned about you being in racing wise, but you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. You just don't walk in there. Race shop. <laughs> Yeah, he said he's wearing a mask. Wearing that's to count. <laughs> so, so yeah, Andrew. So not he. He's the one that started the rental business, and, and proud to say it's probably uh, at least half of our business now. I don't really look at the stats as far as comparing it to what we sell new and what we sell rental, but it's at least half the business, and it's very lucrative. And they, he does a great job at it. Um, I feel that, you know, you I originally started talking about what are we doing outside of NASCAR, you asked me. And so this year, one of the first times ever, we um, got into a Trans Am team. So we we um, are, li are leasing transmissions to a, T a TA2 team out of High Point, real close to uh, Chris and where I live up in Greensboro, Silver Hair Racing. And they set on several poles this year with it. They won a couple of races. They won Coda last week, two weekends ago in Texas. Um, they were just um, after the Road Atlanta race last week, they're vice champions. They're runner-up champions. And this is the first year they've had their transmission in the car. And it, and it did a great job for them. And we learned a lot off of that. But that's, that's a series we want to go into and probably more aggressive during the winter this, this, time, this, this year because of the road courses in NASCAR. Those guys are great. They can test anytime they want to. Their drivers are, the cars are very close to these cars. Um, they have about 550 horsepower. They're a little bit lighter than ours, but everything else is very close. And usually most of their drivers are very professional. 
And so I can go up to VIR with that team anytime and test with them. And if I'm, and so I tested this new uh, quicker shifter on that car all year. So I feel very confident as it goes into road courses next year, because one thing that I learned being a, a cup owner was how much it costs when you have a failure. I mean, it just isn't, you're just not falling out of that race. You have 200 customers there from sponsorships. You've had dinners that whole weekend. You have business to business going on up in the suites in your name with their name on the side of your car. So I'm always conscious about making sure that we never have a something that goes out this door that isn't 100%. And I don't care whether whose car it's in. It could be in a starting park. It doesn't matter. These guys know that when it goes out this door, if it's not ready to win a race, it doesn't go out the door. I don't care whether the guy's paying $400 with it for it or $2,000. It's just because that's where I came from. I understand. I sat there and watched our, our car at Daytona, I mean, at, at Indianapolis, because Jasper's only an hour and a half from down there, and we had 500 people at in the stands. We watched an engine blow up in our car. The reason why we decided to get in bed with Roger Penske to build our own engines because we weren't doing it at the time. And the CEO of Jasper turned around to us and said, you know, how bad was that that we had an engine blow up and we're the world's largest engineering manufacturer? And we have 500 customers in, in the stand. So I really know what it, what it is. It's more than just a failure and that car didn't finish. Yeah. Hey, you know, real quick, you know, you talk about outside the NASCAR world. Are y'all doing anything as far as drag racing is concerned? Again, we've got uh, some folks that are on the line watching the show and, and they're curious about, you know, do you have uh, any connections there? Well, so the only connection, not from a design or a part standpoint, but I introduced Cleason. They were coming down and, and making their rounds uh, with me to our teams. And so I knew, I knew Vic Cognosi over in Lakeside Park at the time, probably 10 years ago when he had a pro stock team. And so I said, well, let's just stop, stop by because I, I knew a guy that worked there and they told me that they had differential problems and ring and pinion problems. We stopped by there and, and talked to Vic and he said, well, I'll give you a shout. He said, you know, we don't, we don't, get, a, uh, we don't get a race out of our, our, our gear, our rear gear. And that was when Jegs was um, sponsoring them. And in fact, Jegs, he was, he was driving a car even. And so, so Gleason built a pro stock gear and they never built one for their life. And went out there and they won that weekend and they didn't have to take the rear end out that whole that whole weekend. So Gleason does build drag race gears and they're even building the top fuel gears now. They're building the pro stocks, the quick eight. So they're into they're into racing quite a bit. So I, I don't know how they advertise that, but they they are the premier gear manufacturer in, in, in drag racing with the top professional guys currently. They do a great job. You know, we don't offer the oil pump. We've actually had a couple of drag cars try our oil pump on their on their differential sink and they could um, um, lower the oil level because it's horsepower and um, they bought them. I've never heard much about them, but so the oil pump, although you have to put a hex in the back of the pinion because it runs off the back of the pinion, it's something that could be done in another sport. Uh, I have a... Uh, I've, I've actually designed a, a pump for the quick change rear end, a gear rotor pump for the front of the quick change rear end for Tiger rear ends. Gerald Williams and, and Nick Williams over there are good friends of mine, and I do some design work for them, and they do some machine work for me uh, both ways. So that's another area that we're in. And, and going back to 
some of the guys that are out there, we're getting more and more calls from um, the um, drifters. So, you know, they're, it's so easy today to make horsepower. You know, where before you had to have a multi-million dollar program, you know, back in the day to make 750 horsepower, you had to have a shot and you had to spend billions on it. Well, now you can go make a thousand horsepower almost in somebody's back garage. The problem is they can't get anything to hold up behind it. So they're, so, so we're getting calls for our transmission for some of the drifters and uh, because of the horsepower they got, we've sold a couple of them. We haven't talked to uh, any of them about hubs or things like that. So, so it's slowly filtering out, out of NASCAR to other people. We actually had a guy uh, wanted to break a world um, speed record out at Bonneville Salt Flats and he had this old IndyCar engine and it was on nitrous and it made like 1400 horsepower. And he said, every time I got up to speed, I blew a transmission out of it. So I, and he said, can I rent one for the weekend? I said, well, you know, I've never had a world record in, in speed. So I'll, I'll give you a transmission and hope it stays together uh, and lets you break the record. And it did. So it was in, I don't know, I don't, I don't keep up with those world speed records, but it's, he still has a record with our transmission. He sent it back and said, thanks, it held up. And he sent me a picture of the trophy. So Chris, you know, you, you've said all along, you know, you don't know a lot about transmission. You're not the kind of guy that's going to be able to build it. But you are conscientious enough, and I know you are aware of not running too low oil. How about the oil itself? I mean, have you worked with, uh, you know, Mark and Andrew here to come up with the type of uh, lubricant you want to run in your gears and transmissions to make sure that, you know, you can run lower and yet, you know, still be able to keep them safe? Well, you know, it's like anything in NASCAR. You always get a deal um, and you might have a sponsorship or a partner. And we give our oils to uh, Andrew to make sure that's what they'll take. Uh, we, we have been very fortunate to have mobile one as a partner of ours and and we've ran the mobile one just exactly what you can buy off the shelf and it's worked you know seamlessly i'm, I'm pretty sure that them working with Stuart haas and all those guys having mobile one in their car so yes they do tell us what we can run but they don't say hey use this oil because they know we have we have product sponsors and stuff like that so uh we've been fortunate to have mobile one as a partner and uh lucas is also a partner of ours um so yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a great relationship and it's been fun. Uh, it's definitely, it, it you know, it's about the people to go win races. It's about the people and they're part of our our people that we always talk about. Well, guys, I'm gonna have to kind of catch you off right here. I've been really entertained, educated, and I'm looking a lot more at watch how you guys kind of you know go into 2021. It's been a pleasure having you on here and. Uh, Guys, all I can say is good luck to you, Chris, and your team at Color Racing. And the thing is, uh, guys, Andrew and, and, and Mark, I'm, I'm great to see a father and son team working so well together to have such a bright future as we move forward. So thanks for being a part of our program today. It's great talking to you, Jeff, yeah. again. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Chris. And th Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> For a great, great session, very entertaining and you know, great stuff. If you're watching us right now and you're interested in Howard Enterprises, go on ePortrait.com. They have product right there, and I think there is one on the homepage as we speak.
So all you need to do, log in, click on it, click on that. I want more information that will connect you directly with our enterprises or go to the company profile and ask questions and they will get back to you right away. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.